things, and welcome to the Geek and Eyes podcast. I'm your host, Sir Biscuit, and joining me are your co-host, Dwarvian Guard. What's up? And Gorthal. Are we, are we live yet? Oh my God. Guys, nope. I'm talking to my producer right now. Are we live yet? No. Nope. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? All right. And the purpose of this podcast is for us to discuss the things that we find geeky, geekly, whatever you find interest in, we talk about it too. So just going around the table, uh, we're going to talk about what we play. I have been playing Code Vein. I love it. It's Anime Souls. And of course, Monster Hunter Iceborne. Dwarven, what have you been playing? Well, we, uh, we beat Borderlands 3 uh, last night. night before I was there for that. Oh, it was a beautiful game. Uh, story could have been better, but you know, top notch is across the board. Uh, and I was just playing Minecraft literally five minutes ago. And to point out, he was playing one of the games that's in the topic list. Oh, yes. Which one? You'll have to wait. And then, of course, Gorthal, what have you been playing? Uh, lately, I've actually been playing Minecraft on my Switch a lot. I don't know why. I just went right back to it. Uh, also recently, I've been playing a lot of uh, Stranded Deep. Very great Castaway-ish style survival game. Yesterday, I killed a Megalodon with about 30 spears. That was uh, surprisingly easy, though. So, yeah. Have you found your own Wilson yet? No, but apparently there is a volleyball in that game, and I need to find it. So you can do inappropriate things with it? Oh, I mean, that's off camera, but maybe. Oh. How's, how's your son in the forest, by the way? He is, um, I think, a full-grown full man at this point. I believe I'm 60 in-game, and I think he's 30 now. And, uh, yeah, he's actually leading the cannibals, and he's trying to kill me right now in the forest. So <laughs> it's uh, any, not, uh, not a great situation. I'm trying to get off the island as we speak. Do you have any three ardent grandchildren running around? Yeah, there's actually um, several of those and a lot of babies with only one leg. So we're having a lot of difficulties on the island lately. Kind of like a tadpole, huh? I mean, in a very strange and sadistic manner, yes, just like a tadpole. <laughs> well, all right. Without further ado, we're going to jump into our first topic, uh, having to deal with the recent news and maybe controversy with the new Joker movie. Now, if you haven't known, it is a walking Phoenix. He is starring as the Joker, and it is more of the old, what would you say, 70s era? I Gentlemen? think so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely older. At least the, the now, preview trailer. Based off the preview trailer, yes. I have not seen it yet. What? I would like to. I will say, like, from what I've seen with the trailer, though, you know, he really got into the role because, like, that dude starved himself with the way you saw how his body looked. Like, it creeps me out that, you know, you could count his spine. But uh, they have put in some implements in order for people to go watch this movie, one of them being the no singles. Gorthal, you know about that, so you want to elaborate a little? I was minding my own business, enjoying a nice grilled cheese on a fall day. I checked my uh, Twitter. I noticed that uh, there was a post by Polygon, very reputable um, and reputable uh, media publication, stating that you cannot go to that movie by yourself, which is implying that they don't want lone rogues running around gunning people there. Um, I, I had a thought to myself, though, what if there was two people that went together? I mean, they wouldn't be able to tell, right? Well, what, what would the singles rule do about that? Well, I mean... 
that you bring up a good point. It's just it's just weird. I mean, I get I get the premise of it. I understand what they're doing, but if they're really concerned, they shouldn't do that, and they should just have like police um, enforcement nearby. So there was like know. a premiere movie recently by me, and I saw like just like police officers kind of like waiting in the front. Which, I mean, is fine if that theater wants to do that or not, but it's just kind of goofy. What I've also read was that, you know, it was also done at the request of Joaquin Phoenix. That was the other thing, too. I read that as well. They're also banning anybody wearing Joker costumes because uh, the attack in Austin, Texas, I believe, the guy was wearing a Joker costume when he shot the patrons going to see the movies. You know, it brings up a question of um, fear and how our culture is affected by such things like it. It kind of puts forth a stigmata. Like, you remember, it was maybe one to two years ago, how the whole thing with clowns walking through the forest and stuff was, you know, messing with people because of the movie It, right? But uh, in, anything you guys want to add to this? Well, I think it's an interesting take on how our society deals with potential risk. I guess you could say, like instead of taking like a like what you guys are saying a more reasonable stance and like trying to like like the 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 core issue of people gunning each other down, they're like yeah, just we'll just make sure that solo people can't see the movie because you know who who would go see a movie by themselves in these this day and age? Instead of like if they were re- truly afraid of it, then putting you know people with wands even I mean it's a pretty simple fix and it wouldn't be too. Crazy, I mean, they can go even as far as you know, add in bell detectors, but yeah, I was thinking that too. Why wouldn't they just do that? Yeah, ha- having one guard with a, a wand going through to anyone who goes to see that movie in particular. But I mean, if you were gonna do it and you want to get the the most out of it, there's so many ways you could get around it. It's it's a very silly way of trying to stop it. That and maybe it's a ploy to maybe garner some some uh like goodwill. Towards a person, be like, oh, he really thinks about us, the the viewer, et cetera, et cetera. But is that an effective way of trying to stop a horrible event to happen? I, don't know. I just think it's silly that that's the extent that we're gonna try to go to. I think uh, just in my opinion, you know, security guard or you know, police force at every exit and entrance, along with a metal detector. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, let's beef up security kind of like an airport i mean honestly when it comes down to it and you you show like you have a show of force let's say it's gonna have most people stand down it's when everything goes perfectly to plan is when you know horrible things happen if you if someone walks in they're gonna like hypothetically do a shooting they're not gonna like whip out a gun if there's four dudes there ready to you know immediately take action against it they'd just be idiotic most of these people who do these shootings, you know, this is just complete, you know, my own opinion. You know, the reason they do it is one, because they, they know they can get away with harming a defenseless person. Whereas if you show that there is a force of retribution, it more deters that type of thing happening. Because someone who's going to want to go out in a blaze of glory is going to want to take down as many people as possible. But if you show that there's an overwhelming force that will be an aggressor to it, then they're less likely to do that very thing. Would you agree? Yes. Uh, well, 
All right, then. Uh, Gorthar, you got anything else to add? Yeah, just, you know, with the security and all that, if they actually implement that, I'm just really concerned that they'll find all my extra snacks on me and I won't be able to watch it. You know, if it's just a metal detector, I'm pretty sure you could, like, smuggle in your Skittles. I like the iron Skittles, though. They're pretty good. Well, then you need to take that stuff outside, man, and just tell them, you know, it's your iron supplement. There you go. That, that's why I'm in this. You're, that's, you're that's the guy anemic. right there super anemic anyway all right so let's 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 just go right into that second topic there uh video games help keep the mind sharp this is going to be a topic purely on just our own bullshittery with some factual information coming behind it but it started with a story of an old woman saying what was keeping her alive was playing video games every day because it helps keep her mind sharp and it brought forth the idea of Video games keep you sharp. They keep your mind active. And there's a saying, whenever you stop learning is when your brain starts dying. For instance, I always attribute my spatial intelligence to growing up playing Tetris. So if you give me a bunch of bags and a trunk of a car, I can make it all fit. But uh, what, what do you guys have to say about this? Well, we've been using this style of skills and whatnot for ages at this point. Because, I mean, how many times have you guys seen those memory games that have been like, floating around for since the internet was born, more or less. And uh, the fact that she's just taken it one step further and actually started playing... Act, what was she playing, like Skyrim or something like that? What was she play? No, she was playing uh, um, PUBG, wasn't it? I believe so. The woman that you were thinking of first, uh, yeah, she played Skyrim. She uh, passed on. But she was immortalized into Skyrim as a character in, uh, I think, on... Elder, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I love that. That's a whole another tier of a like interaction. That's wholesome. I like yeah, that. that's really cool. I didn't know that she was immortalized like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I remember reading the article on it. And I thought that was so cool. And I was like, you know, I like it when game companies do that. And you know, it, it's, it's real cool that they would pay homage to that. But even when, um, like, any interaction at all would, you know allow your mind to continue on because as soon as you do like reaction based stuff like that right there is going to help keep you sharp like you keep your reaction times when you start playing games like like PUBG and whatnot you're talking about just potentially twitch shooting at that point like like y'all uh, or like the call of duty style and whatnot of like someone kicks in the door like what do you do and that i i find it fascinating that that was the route that she went to keep herself in there because you see like I, when i think of like an old woman playing a game i think of like i don't know maybe like minecraft or like the extent of it or like uh one of those that style of game that <laughs> freaking oh, I'm battle royale online. yeah or like yeah i mean if that would be another one but honestly that game would probably do a lot of good for people as well just because strategy based so it makes you think you know two steps ahead so you gotta you gotta stay sharp in that essence well, I remember reading an article uh, way back about companies that, you know, they were hiring guys in administration and one of them, you know, they asked his achievements and he had stated that he was the creator and manager of a large guild on WoW. And, you know, these guys who were hiring were also, you know, gamers and they hired him because, you know, being able to organize and control a guild of that size, it shows that you're able to manage those type of people, manage multiple people. And I think, you know, gaming also can bring skills into the workforce. I would 100% agree to that. Like, um, like you said, the whole guild aspect to it. I mean, you're talking 
at the very least leadership skills, but you could be going as far as accounting skills and like future expansion style and merger skills. Like when you're trying to like take two guilds together, like you're talking about so many different aspects that you could pull from these games. And that's not even just staying sharp. That's literally teaching you new systems, like new, new skills in general. Um, and like what Kool-Aid said here with the, aspect that comes up in real life for the fight or flight i mean you you learn a lot about yourself as well in the the same time that you may be honing your your reaction times or your ability to strategize and things like that you're you're teaching yourself about what you're capable of i mean uh, that is a good very valid point but after watching gorthal play arc i don't feel that he would be like in that situation because he goes into arc and he just tames a crap ton of dodos and then has them all go tack a t-rex that's army racing that's those a are skill. real life skills right there yeah. do not downplay that at all that's right that is that management that is pet care i could i could own a lot of pets now thanks <laughs> to that i think that's animal husbandry that you're thinking of um yeah we'll go with that <laughs> i don't know is dodo herding a, a viable job these days well considering that they're extinct no but maybe in the future yeah, you know, when you know, they revitalize them so far. <laughs> revitalize the dodo. You just need to know that Gorthal is going to stop streaming, stop playing video games, and he will answer to his true calling of being a dodo herder. <laughs> you just got to make sure whatever land you have, you have no cliffs. Look, they're smarter than that. Okay, my dodos, they won't fall off cliffs. I mean, they will solve problems. There's a reason why they're no longer with us. Zam. See, apparently, even chat agrees. I'm going to be a part of the Jurassic Park um, crew, so make fun of me now. You <laughs> me, bro. those discounts for those dinosaurs. I know you guys. No, I'm going to be at your funeral weeping for you because we all know how Jurassic Park ends up in every single one Look, of them. This one will be different, okay? We've had so many movies about what not to do. If we can't get it right this time, it was never meant to be. <laughs> Well, uh, do do we have anything else to go on for this topic? Because we segued way off. Oh, I, I think we went to a good place for that, though. <laughs> dodos aside, of course. Dodos aside. But, uh, all right. So That's let's for get the next that. stream, the Dodo Hour. The Dodo Hour. But going into topic three, Epic Games just released a new game in the same avian family that has taken the internet by storm. And our very own Dwarvian has played this game, put in about two hours. Uh, that is the Untitled Goose Game. Let me tell you, that game, I was not expecting a whole lot from it. I was expecting a simple, like, uh, basic tier strategy game. Like, oh, you know. And I was genuinely surprised at how fun that game was. Because not only, like, they, they, they took a, a, a very simple idea of just, like, disrupting people's lives and made it just fun because, like, you can literally honk at people at any time. So it allows you to... And what I've been seeing a lot is people playing this on stream and whatnot and using these uh, these extra pieces of it and just <laughs> taking the game places that I didn't expect. And that, that's basically what it comes down to. Is that it's the untitled game that blew all expectations. Like I doubt that they had any idea that this game was going to be as big as it is. And I, I can't really... Like narrow down what exactly it is that makes it fun, but it's got all the 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 pieces that keep me coming back. <laughs> and like I'm thinking about playing it right now, to be completely honest. 
I think it's the fact that everybody wants to be a goose that terrorizes because deep down we know that goose are just pure evil incarnate. And that's the best part because like you, you have an active hog that you can use at any given time. And I find it hilarious just taunting people with it. Like you do like the basic thing like, oh, someone's about to take a sip of tea and you honk at them. They spill it on them and then you just run away honking. It's like the, like a glorious uh, like final lap as you you <laughs> utterly destroy this poor man's day. I'm just no. having Vietnam flashbacks right now because I've been attacked by several geese in my lifetime. I grew up on a lake, and they're actually one of the most ruthless killers around. I've been bit many, many a time. Well, they're unprovoked. Ruthless. Yeah, they're ruthless. I mean, geese so this and game swan triggers have been known. me, actually. They've been known to, like, break bones. They can. They're no joke. They're a big-ass bird. <laughs> like, if you scaled up a wasp to that size, that's, that's what a goose is. They're just, just as evil. Real. Just as lethal. Well, this uh, this brings into the topic that, you know, over these past, what, five, six years, Epic has figured out a formula for making games that are successful. And as you know, you have these AAA game companies that are more over profit, over playability. Epic is doing something where they're making games that are fun to play over the profit that they can get from them. Now, granted, you know, we know Epic is going to be all about, you know, that money later on with uh, customizable goose skins, but what do you guys feel about that? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of negative connotation when it comes to Epic and their ability to, questioning their ability to run themselves effectively with security and whatnot, but, like, they're, they're, they really do have a knack for creating games that are profitable first off but also fun like and they they've created a, a very solid basis for themselves because they use their one major game fortnite to funnel money into other games that could potentially go other, elsewhere and not all of them are money sinks for us as the, the players which is interesting because a lot of times like when you see like activision or whatnot they're like they'll funnel their money too of course but then they'll just find new ways to make that game generate as much money for them while like cutting corners. Well, I haven't really seen too many of these newer games coming out that are, there's no hard stops when I see these games. Like the, the Goose game, like I looked at it, I'm like, it's on Epic. Like, you know, I'll give it a shot because, you know, I've been playing Borderlands, so I've already been on the Epic store, like browsing around. I saw it pop up. I was like, this game doesn't seem like something I would play. And then I saw a few minutes of someone playing it. I'm like, this game seems like a game I can't miss because it just looks like it's just stupid fun. And they they truly do have a knack for, for creating these unique circumstances in which they can make a game that's memorable. I'm just waiting for their next game, uh, Snake in the Lake, and uh, seeing where they go with that. I pre-ordered it already. You bastard. I'm going to get all the skins, and you guys are going to be jealous. You say that, but, you know, after about 30 minutes, you'll have to shed it and pay currency to buy another customized one. Hey, hey, producer, where's my drum roll at? That was a joke. Ah, uh, he's not here right now. Don't worry, you can do it in editing later. Okay, cool. Uh, for my two cents on the skins and the microtransactions and stuff, I think we talked about that last stream. Honestly, I don't really have a big problem with it because it, it helps out the developers of the game so they can make other projects. Not until one of the kids who plays Fortnite grabs mommy's credit card and buys the $500 V-Buck golden goose skin. 
that's that the thing though that is that is honk. like that's like solely on the parents though i don't have my cards lying around like that i have my wallet with me at all times i i might be biased because i work in an industry to where i have to deal with said people like that all the time so i don't have a lot of sympathy it's, it's uh, i can't get too far into it but it's solely on the parents not the kid Unless if they're like a teenager, that's a different story, but keep your shit locked up, people. Yeah, and also I don't have kids, so that's part of that. Well, you just wait one day, sir, then you will know the thing when Gorthal Jr. buys $300 worth of grinder. then. He knows the rules. Hypothetical son, you know the rules. Yeah, hypothetical son is still on the island in the forest waiting for you to come rescue him from the cannibals. So uh, we know where that's going. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that. Okay, I've been I've been dealing with that for a while now. But let us go right into that next topic, and this is a game that Gorthal picked up. Now it's going to segue into a subtopic, but another new game that has been taken to the internet and become such a meme is I Love You Colonel Sanders, a game made by KFC and it is a dating simulator. Gorthal, take it away. The game title's name is I Love You Colonel Sanders exclamation mark a finger licking good dating simulator. Um, KFC actually commissioned to make this thing. It's free. You can get it on Steam. It's uh, not any different from any other um what are they called? It's not really necessarily a dating simulator, but it's like those novel, interactive novel games. And granted, I don't play those very often, but um, for what I have played of it, it's really weird because it was made by KFC. So there is riddled, you know, emphasis on KFC is good. Get the chicken. It's like a free, just buy our chicken game. It's really weird. And that kind of segues into KFC's advertising in general lately. They've had, I don't even know, they've been all over the map. It's actually been pretty entertaining. Between the Valentine's Day thing, I'm not sure if people are aware of, to where it was Chickendales. There's uh, male dancers <laughs> dedicated to your mom for Valentine's Day, sponsored by KFC. Uh, there was DJ KFC at this one event recently. Uh, he is this guy who looked like the colonel, and he was a DJ. I mean, I don't know what's going on with KFC, but I, I can't wait for them to do something else crazy. Um, Did he, I already got he plenty of ideas. On the $5 fill-up bucket? I wish he did. When he went on stage, the, the crowd was very confused and they weren't jiving with it. So it made it even more awkward. It was like when uh, DJ Khaled was um, doing his thing for Overwatch and being a DJ. That The, the last event was really Did interesting. He, Did he just scream his name? I mean, I, he played his stuff and he didn't do that, but it's like, why DJ Khaled for Overwatch? Yeah. Hey, yo, gamers! It's me, DJ Khaled! But Say my name, girl. Say my name. That, that's that's going to put us in our subtopic of fast foods in gaming. Now, it brought up a thing for me to research. What other fast food chains had gone and made video games? And... You guessed it, McDonald's, and Taco Bell did, and so did Burger King. Now, you remember, what, maybe 10 years ago, Burger King was giving out copies of Sneak King, Burger King Kart Racing, and all kinds of stuff. Big bumping. 
And pocket bike McDonald's racer. McDonald's had games made for the Nintendo, but it goes to say, like, what are your feelings on fast food trying to get into gaming? I probably had some of my fondest memories with uh, the pocket bike racer on from Burger King. So, like, it was like my last like couch co-op style of gameplay. I think because like right after that, I I basically moved away from console gaming, and that was like thirteen years ago. Um, so I have a bias in that in that sense. But those games were surprisingly entertaining and quite addicting because they were they were basically like um like cutting it up into or cutting up uh was it mario party into smaller single player games a single player but like um like one-off games and they were already successful but like with a little little extra burger twist to it and they're just fun in general and the fact that they were available directly through that, I mean, yeah, you, you had to go buy their food and whatnot, but I, they definitely worked in that essence because I went back and bought all of them. So it's effective. And I love the fact that they kind of went to that, that extent because without that, I wouldn't have had such great memories of it, like of, of gaming with my friends. Now, do you think um, in the future we're going to see a higher spike in food companies creating games? I would absolutely say so because pretty much every instance of them doing it's been wildly successful if i'm not mistaken have there any have there ever been a flop in doing uh, that well i mean considering you know like sneak king and all that were games that were given out yeah. and you know the fast food industry is actually using gaming to train their employees uh for one kfc which they seem to be in everything like gorthal was saying you know, they oh, have yeah. a VR simulator to train their employees, and it's a escape room scenario where they have to do things correctly in order to escape the thing. But if you watch the video on it, it's kind of creepy, but at the same time, I'm intrigued that I'd want to play it. I'm just trying to imagine, like, how the VR escape room is going to really prepare their employees. It's just like, um, sir, I didn't get my bucket of chicken. And the employee is going to be like, okay, I prepared for this. I had done the escape room. So he's going to like <laughs> break out. off the doorknob handle and then like jump out the window or something. And the person still won't get their chicken. Well, it's obvious if you don't get the chicken cooked in time, you can't leave work. <laughs> That's the true escape room. <laughs> um, You'll get to leave unless you finish my chicken. Now, I remember Taco Bell made a game and it was... Do you remember the old Windows screensaver that it was just running through a maze? Do, do either of you remember that? I oh. don't, honestly. Okay, well, it was the most base of just graphic. And what it was, it was a maze and the walls were brick pattern. Now, they took that and then they put in cutouts of scorpions and cobras. And what you did, you had to escape this maze and you defended yourself by throwing hot sauce packets at the scorpions and the cobras is it the diablo sauce that that take out a scorpion no problem uh, i mean this is before diablo sauce was ever created so i'm pretty sure it was just fire man that can't stop a scorpion that can't even stop me it, it took a couple hits do they have jars of this sauce at least i'm not sure i've never played the game i only know of it but let's go into our next topic. Another thing that is kind of just blown up on the internet, the Impossible Burger. 
you know, uh, at Burger King. Now, it is a burger made of no meat, completely plant-based. Now, a lot of people, vegan, vegetarian, you know, it's supposed to be an alternative because they don't eat meat and all that. But the question was raised, is it healthier? Now, I'd pulled up the statistics for it, and then I watched videos on it. And in fact, it is not. It actually has a higher count of trans fat and sodium in it. It's not good for you at all in large quantities, which this burger has. So why not just eat a Whopper? That is, if you go to Burger King, which I don't. Burger King sucks. Hey, let's keep it civil. Oh, and also McDonald's is throwing their hat in the ring for that, by the way. I thought I'd let you know. Are they? They're going to make make one, too. Uh, My girlfriend actually told me about it. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. And she had a good point on that topic as well. It's like it's weird that fast food joints are doing it because the true vegans probably really don't care because, I mean, there's all the other like meat choices being used at those places. I don't know. It could be a hit or a miss. I guess we're trying to see what the true potential is of this non-meat burger when, you know, there's like chicken nuggets and actual real burgers everywhere, well, which would okay. make the vegans not very happy. So, like, I just kind of want to go out and just point this. You know, uh, I think it's going to do good because of the whole, I have no better term for this, the basic white girl syndrome, where they hear a fad and they're on it and they do no research. And it's like, oh, well, it's healthy because it's pure vegetables. When in actuality, you haven't looked and you're pumping your body full of just whatever. It's, it's the same argument as everybody says organic is healthier. And this is, organic isn't healthier. It just tastes better. <laughs> I know. It's like, I ate this gluten-free bread. That means it's healthier. It's like, no, it's, it just doesn't have gluten in it. It doesn't make it any healthier, really. It's just isolating a certain compound of the food that certain people can't digest, but doesn't mean it's healthier. Yeah, I mean, organic bacon is still bacon. It's just tastier bacon. I think it that's is. actually odd. Yeah. What, what is that word I'm looking for? That's redundant because bacon's tasting anyway. But all right, let's uh let's head into that next one. Sam L. Jackson is going to be voicing Alexa. Now, what I expect from this is that I'm gonna say, Alexa, play Despacito, and Alexa's gonna return with a mother effer. Here's your Despacito. But I put this question up because I wanted it to kind of be a community question for chat. If you had your choice, who would you want to voice your own personal Alexa? Just go around the table here. I'll go last. Dwarven, who would you want to voice your own personal Alexa? Hmm. Honestly, I just, I just want Samuel Jackson to do it. Like, if, I, I just, I want it to happen, man. And that, now that it's happening, like, I can't think of someone better to do it. I can't. I just, that's just what I want. Gorthal. Uh, I'll give him some time to think about that for me. I already told you earlier. And, um, we'll tell, brace tell yourselves. The, tell the stream. Tommy, the W. Was Al. I mean, come no. on. How great would that be? For the people who don't know who that is, why don't you go ahead and tell us? Okay, there's a movie called The Room, and uh, Tommy Wiseau is famous for directing and being the lead actor in this movie. It's one of the worst movies of all time, but it's so bad that it's good. And it's my favorite genre of film. It's like if you see a lot of care has went into something and it turned out so bad, it's like a beautiful thing, really. I mean, I can't even really get into it, but there's like a scene, for example, I'm going to try to recreate it real quick. I'm very terrible at impersonation, so you're going to have to excuse me. But in this scene, Tommy's on the roof of his weird ass apartment. I don't know where the hell this guy's at. 
he's like he's having internal monologue and yelling and then his buddy mark comes up in the middle of it so he's like this nah, i didn't hit oh hi mark that's basically the whole film right there that quote that line right there that's it that's it there's just what was it actually what was his name actually did a movie about him and it did it did really well james franco yep so that's that guy if you guys ever seen was it the disaster artist yes yeah if you've seen that film that's tommy was out he's actually he did a movie about him and he's actually pretty he has like pretty good notoriety between a lot of the um actors and actresses in hollywood just because of that film he's like an inspiration now me personally um i'd pick this just because i know it annoyed piss out of my but gilbert godfrey Hmm. All right, so Alexa is going to get destroyed instantaneously with a remote explosive <laughs> if that happened. Hey, do you want to know about the weather? Yes, nothing would make me happier than hearing Iago from Aladdin <laughs> coming through and telling me that he can't play Despacito. There's a video that he did that's pretty funny, though. This is an old one, kind of sort of, where he read some of the parts from um, Fifty Shades of, was it Grey? Have you guys seen that um, video? I mean, I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but... He reads a lot of the parts from the book in a YouTube video. It's pretty great. Hmm. Definitely worth the watch. You'll have a good laugh. And then you might be sad because you had to listen to Gilbert Gottfried because his voice is... um. It's funny. He normally doesn't really talk like that in real life. That's just like his character, I guess. So he doesn't really sound like that. What about French Stewart? French Stewart. No, but all in actuality, the the person I would want to voice my Alexa would be James Spader. James Spader? Oh, yes. Um, he was Ultron in Age of Ultron. If you're oh, that guy. I know him as Robert California from The Office. He's also uh, Reddington from The Blacklist. Oh, yeah. You can watch that on Netflix. But just his voice is so soothing, like, I'm pretty sure that as Alexa, he can just convince me to do anything. <laughs> you're going to go ahead and you're going to go to work today. It's like, okay, I guess I have to now. <laughs> yes, James Spader, I will be more than happy. Should I rob a bank while I'm at it? <laughs> but uh, going into our last topic hey, here. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got, a, I got a, uh, a bonus one. Oh, he's got a bonus. Yes. How about Betty White? I'm oh. surprised she's still alive. I think she, Everyone she, is, she earned man. that. She should be the voice of Alexa. <laughs> Betty White is immortalized. She uh she can't die. She's she's too big of like a god tier meme to ever die. The internet will single handedly keep her alive. Yes. She is sustained by her fame. That is what keeps her going. As long as Golden Girls still has reruns, she will live. This makes a lot of sense because the fame keeps you alive. That's why I'm not feeling so good right now. Hopefully <laughs> I make it for the next podcast. I don't feel very well. Just just stream the forest. You'll be fine. There you go. Mr. Biscuit, I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, hmm, I got I to gotta throw a little extra something in there. Oh, yes. what, why not have Thanos? Um... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Alexa. Balance is everything. That was actually pretty good. I like that movie. But then again, who didn't like that movie? Haters. Haters, right. exactly. So, thank you for that. Now I can segue into the final topic. 
Spider-Man is staying in Marvel. Now, if you recall a couple weeks back, there was the falling out between Disney and Sony, which would have been on the, what should have been this episode, but we had complications. There was a falling out between Disney and Sony. Disney was greedy and wanted everything, and Sony was like, no, this is all we have. They wanted a 50-50 cut where they are they were already getting all the merchandising profit from the Spider-Man character. And they were collecting all the profit on every movie that Spider-Man guest starred in. They were only getting 5% from the standalone movies where Sony was fronting the cost. Now, this caused the stock prices of Sony to, uh, Stony, well, Sony to drop. And That's Post Malone's name. You think okay. Post Malone might be involved again in the Spider-Man universe? He might be. I mean, he was in the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man movie. That'd be awesome if um, he was actually a character. Oh, uh, yeah, my yeah day. Tom, Tom Holland's being replaced by Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I freaking I buy that movie on DVD, VHS, Blu-ray. I get all the posters. And, he, and, he, and he's going to be singing. <laughs> the soundtrack's all by him. He, he encounters it around he, <laughs> a little Spider-Man costume. But it turned out that Sony offered him 30% and Disney said, no, they wanted 50-50. And we thought that things were going to get bad and that Tom Holland was not going to be in another movie uh, under the Marvel flag. Now, since then, there was news that Apple was going to buy out Sony because their stock had gone down so bad. In which case, if that happened... Spider-Man was going to go back to Marvel because there was an agreement signed saying that if Sony were to create a merger then or be absorbed, that the character would return to where it was from. But we got news this week that a new agreement had been signed where Disney agreed to 25% of the box office profits. They still keep all merchandising profit, and they will front a quarter of the cost to produce the standalone movies. So that is definitely good news in the Marvel comic universe. Um, input, fellas? One thing, um, as a commoner and not really understanding much of what that meant, can I or can I not bring my pocket spaghetti to the film? There's people like me that need to know this answer right now. You had to get past the security checkpoints uh, and the pat down, so I would suggest Muggle it in your uh, rectum in little plastic yeah. bags. Okay. Just, just hope that they don't have a drug dog there. Okay. Yeah. But they, the drug dog, we wouldn't have to worry about. But I've heard about the spaghetti dogs. So we'll be on the eye out for those. Maybe perhaps a, a nice Alfredo as an alternative, guys. Because if they have spaghetti dogs, we, we're not going to be able to do this thing. Man, he's going to smell that marinara. He's going to get you. They have dogs specifically trained just for that. How horrible would that be, getting cavity searched? Uh, speaking of memes, Area 51 <laughs> happened. That was kind of funny, right, guys? <laughs> oh, actually, that's a good point, yeah. Did you see the news yes. reporter and the guy Naruto the one guy? in the yes. He'll be immortalized on the internet. I'm glad that guy did that. He I don't has know been. who did, but props to you, man. I just wish there would have been more of them. That would have been great. Uh, he was on Twitter gloating. He's like, I am the greatest. And everyone's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't want anything for him. I hate people like that. I retract my statement. <laughs> and he needs to freaking step down from his position. Gortho only believes in the hero. 
exactly. If you didn't boast about it, like that guy that said, um, con, no, not con. I'm freaking, I'm frazzled right now. Keanu <laughs> Reeves is not Kanye, but that'd be an interesting, uh, crossover. The breathtaking guy, he's always like, I said that it's me. I made yes. the meme. So I'm going to just throw this out there. This is kind of a bonus thing, but, uh, Jonah Hill is Sparkle Bats Batman. Now, speculations, I believe he's going to be Penguin, but I have seen Clayface float around as a character. He may be as well. I hope he's Robin instead. Oh, please. No, I want him to be Alfred. <laughs> Give him but, some gray hair. But with, <laughs> his, British with, with his personality from Superbad. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I can get you your stuff, Batman. No, instead, F you, Batman. I'm not doing that. Uh, that'd be the whole movie. Yeah, it'd be great. Just picture uh, Sparkle Bat coming in, you know, bleeding and sparkling all over the place. And he's like, you know, the fuck is this, man? I got to clean you up again. Wait, who's who's playing Batman then? That wasn't announced, I'm sure, right? It is. It's it's Robert Patterson. Yep. What? Yeah. You just found out about that? Oh, man. I, man, uh... we're getting down. Who, who's going to be the next Batman after that? We're just going down a slippery slope. We have Ben Affleck. Seth, Seth Rogen. I mean, he's a good method actor. Why not maybe just Jim Carrey as well? Eh, I mean, he played Doctor Robotnik, you know. So I mean, he could be a good Batman. Well, he, he was already the Riddler too. Yeah, he's already had his time in the light in the in the Batman universe. Let's okay, Seth Rogen, and then after that, let's let's just give it to Tommy Wiseau. See, there we go. That's <laughs> the most logical choice I've heard today. Jeez. Nicholas Cage Batman. Yeah, Nicholas Cage oh, Batman. Boy. He, he could do it. He played that the theater on fire. <laughs> what was that film? I already forgot what it was. You're gonna the be superhero the... one where he was like the off brand Batman. I will literally burn the theater. You're gonna be the guy coming in in the, the Joker costume. I will do it at night after hours. He he's good in the movie face off though. That doesn't count because he was technically drawn to <laughs> that movie is so great. Uh, I won't go off on a tangent because I could talk about that one probably for an entire podcast and why it's one of the best films ever. Danny DeVito. Teeny Batman. I like that. Well, I mean, he's Teeny a... old Batman. We could do like a Medea theme like we talked about last stream. Uh, everyone is Danny DeVito. I like how you bring it up as a Medea theme. Eddie Murphy coined it first. Really? Naughty Professor. Well... He uh, played his whole family. Uh, I'll get back to my producer. I'm sorry. He, he didn't get me prepared for this thing. I have all these notes in front of me, but honestly, it's just, it's in crayon and I can't read them that well. So I'll have to talk to him about that. Sorry about that, guys. But anyway, do you have got, do you guys have any more input about the Jonah Hill thing? Is that what you said? No, just in general. Um, if not, we'll wrap this. Uh, things that happen. Let me think. Normally, okay. we're so long-winded, our podcast lasts uh, two hours, so. Yeah, you know, we kind of just, we, we're getting in the, the hang of it and the swing of it, so we, we, we're just kind of knocking them out. But, uh, I like it. I like some, it. Some final things. Um, I've started animating, uh, staying in the realm of Batman. Uh, there was a Twitter post where this guy made a AI watch a thousand hours of Batman films. And he had it write a script. And I have taken it upon myself to animate this script. Full-blown animation. I'm working on it now. I'm voicing the Joker. I have someone else voicing Batman. 
and the narrator will be a text-to-speech program. It's on my Twitter. You can see what I've made so far. I'm pretty proud of it. But It's fantastic. That's, that's, that's what's going on with me right now. I like it. I like it. I, I've seen a, a brief piece of it. It is top tier. You should definitely check it out. But, well, without further ado, uh, do thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Spoopy. Thank you, Ironic Gaming, Kool-Aid. Thank uh, everybody else who's joined. We really appreciate you. We appreciate you taking your time out to listen to us ramble, and I'm being asked to advertise it. Okay, I'll post it in the Discord later, Spoop. But Oh, yeah, yeah, you're in my Discord, so that'd be perfect. My, oh, my yeah. viewers would love that because we, we love I'm, goofy I'm, things I'm like mod. Oh, yeah, I did make you a mod. I must have been drunk one of those times. Oops. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, we thank you guys. Uh, until next time in two weeks' time, we'll have you some more topics. Oh, yeah, we also have a YouTube channel where we will be posting the episode later on. And once Gorthal is done, master editing audio, we will have it up in podcast format. But Be able to get it on Spotify, Satellite Radio, TI-82 Calculator. The list goes on. It goes on. Uh, but until next time, oh, oh, go ahead. Don't forget about the the question of the week, man. Uh, the bye week. We didn't make one. Yeah, your favorite, your, your preferred Alexa. I thought you were doing that. Oh, man. We said that too, but let's uh, emphasize on that again. Okay, well, go to our Twitter account, twitter.com/slash/geekin-podcast, and answer the question: Who would you want to voice Alexa for you, if you could have an Alexa? And we will read those out for next episode. But until then, I'm your host, Sir Biscuit, and your co-host, Dwarvian. Have a great day, everyone. And the madman himself, Gorthal. Okay, guys, uh, I I was going to say goodbye, and I was going to have this drawn-out speech. But again, my producer really screwed me over on this one. I know you can hear me. Uh, So I hope uh, everyone has a nice night. Uh, don't get into too much trouble. Uh, relax. It's uh, Sunday coming up. That's a that's a fun day right there. Uh, there's a football, right? Right? Football. You guys like that? That's a sport. Sports. Yeah, those are those are being played on Sunday. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Aren't I technically your producer? No, not you. I have a a personal producer um, oh. that's been working with me. That's why my dialogue and stuff is, you know, normally pretty good. But this one, it sucked a lot because, again, he gave me half of the notes. Most of them have ketchup on them for some reason. And it's in crayon and it's just not legible. So kind of free balling right now, you know? Yeah. But until next time, everyone, we thank you for joining us. And always remember... Get geekinized.